Welcome to the Pro Aging Podcast. I'm Steve Gurney, founder of the Positive Aging Community. We're excited that you can join us for our interactive discussions with pioneers and thought leaders on a wide variety of topics related to aging and longevity. We're able to bring these discussions to you along with copies of the Positive Aging Sourcebook, thanks to the support of our Positive Aging Community champions. Visit ProAging.com to connect with them and find hundreds of other resources. After shoveling snow in 2010, Al Lamb developed a debilitating back and muscle pain. Throughout his extensive rehab, strength training, and treatment, he was instructed to go to the local shopping mall and start walking. Since then, he's competed in the Northern Virginia Senior Olympics multiple times. He's won bronze and silver medals. Now he's focused on winning gold and inspiring others to live purposeful, healthy lifestyles and stay active no matter what is in their way. So let's jump into this amazing real life story discussion with Al Lamb. gotta get on here there we go okay um well uh i have been looking forward to this discussion for quite some time i have to tell y'all i love having the experts on these discussions but what i love more than anything are real life stories it's it's one thing to sort of go through a checklist or the 10 things that you should do if uh, you ha- are going through rehab. But it's another thing, hearing from somebody that's gone through it and hearing their story and riffing with them on what they did and what they were feeling and how this might be able to help other folks. And I am uh, just delighted to introduce you today to uh, Al Lamb, who uh, I forget how Al and I met. I I think he he got a copy of Sourcebook and he sent me an email. But Al, if you want to uh, um, join us on the stage, there we'll we'll kind of refresh our memories. Uh, am I correct? You uh, you got a absolutely copy? okay. And- yes, sir. Uh, I was just. Browsing aging support and, and various types of aging uh, things to help seniors because uh, that's one of my goals too to try to help others uh, overcome some of the problems I've had in my life. And I stumbled upon your positive aging, reached out to you, and I want to thank you for the support you've given me from then until now. Every day that I've known you, every day that we've been friends. Oh man. Well, well, Al, I have to tell you, I've learned a lot from you and you're definitely an in- inspiration. And, and I remember we had that first talk and I was sort of like, oh man, I want to get you on one of these discussions. <laughs> we need to introduce you to as many people as possible, um, especially since you want to help other people. But um, normally, you know, when I have an expert on one of these discussions, it's like, okay, hey, let, tell us a little bit about your background, and then we get into the talk. But yeah. folks, today, the discussion is Al's going to tell his story, and we're going to kind of walk through that journey. And if you have questions at any point in time, just jump in. I know I've already got questions for Al in, in my mind, but um, but uh, let's Let's kick this off. And before we talk about your healthcare challenges and things like sure. that, tell us a little bit about like, you know, your background, where you grew up and, and you know, do you have kids and your jobs that you've done? And then we'll kind of get into where you, uh, you sort of entered this world of healthcare and, and elder care. So um, yeah, tell us a little bit about- I'm your looking forward to doing that, Steve, because I've had an interesting journey. And I like to start with the family. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm a dad and a granddad. I have three loving, wonderful daughters. Uh, the oldest is Sonia. She's in Atlanta uh, with her husband, Sonia uh, Lamb Comer. And uh, my middle daughter is Dewana, Dewana Lamb Morrison. She's in Houston. Uh, she and her husband used to have a cattle farm. Uh, they recently sold all the cattle, so they're not doing that anymore. But they're very I- adventurous, and they go from one project to another. And my youngest daughter is Tracy Bedette. 
she's in San Diego. She's into uh, all kinds of cyber stuff and cybersecurity primarily, uh, ex-veteran. So uh, she's the kind of person that uh, if she tells you what she does, she'd have to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, one of the things for context, because now we have people from all over the world that attend these or watch these discussions, and you are in the Washington, D.C. area. We're going to talk about a move that you made, but um, but you know, that's pretty typical of a lot of folks. This is where, you know, our, our families are all over the world now. Yeah, right. but, uh, you've, you've got this, this, you've got your family, but you're here in the DC market and uh, they are, they are all over the place. So now all over. when, um, uh, tell us a little bit about your career and like hobbies and things that you've done over the years. Will do. But I'd first like to talk about my adopted family. Oh, uh, I, 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 I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mention my grandson. He's in Tucson, so everyone that's dear and close to me is far, far away. But I fortunately have my adopted family who have been there for me uh, through all of my 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 challenges. As I say, carrying the cross. Uh, my knee surgery. I had right knee replacement uh, about three years ago. Uh, about ten years ago. I had severe back problems that was pretty disabling. And uh, my, my beloved friend and her daughter, who's a daughter to me, that's Alice and her daughter, Lisa, uh, they've been there for me. And uh, whenever I've needed them, uh, they've come. And, and I, I try to be there for them. Uh, we, we as seniors, we need an adoptive family. We need a support group. We need those sometimes the one who's closest to us biologically are not near enough to provide the help and support that we need as seniors. Yeah. Well, I'll pop right in and tell you a little bit about my, my childhood and my background. I was born in Richmond, Virginia to two very loving and disciplinarian parents. <laughs> that was very much a part of my childhood. Uh, and, and their parents, both grandparents on both sides were also disciplinarians. And uh, I had the misfortune or good fortune to go to a Catholic school it also required discipline. So I learned at a very early age to do what I was told, to do what I was asked. Uh, and I think I owe that, a lot of my self-discipline today, I think I owe to that background. Uh, my first school, my elementary school and junior high was a Catholic high school, a Catholic junior high school and elementary school, Van Deviver in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I then graduated from Van Deviver to attend a public school. My high school years, the last two years of school for me, was uh, Armstrong High in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, as a child, I loved sports like most boys and girls. Uh, my favorite sport was swimming. I learned to swim before I started school. I think I was four and a half, between four and five. And uh, I, I love it till even today. I swim every other day. I swim up between a quarter of a mile and a half a mile. Uh, running. Running was, a, was a, a love of mine as a child. I liked race running and I wasn't always the fastest kid, but uh, I was third, second or third. I was always in the, in the league. Uh, in addition, I played basketball. I didn't have the height, but I had a good eye and I could find the basket. So uh, often I was chosen to be on the side of the guys that wanted to win. Uh, what else? Well, after uh, I finished junior high and uh, in, in, in uh, high school, I joined the Navy. And while in the Navy, I served on three ships. Uh, the first was the USS Robinson, a destroyer escort out of uh, Charleston, South Carolina. The second was the USS San Marcos, a LSD landing ship dock out of uh, actually Puerto Rico. And that was a, a great joy. I got a chance to do a lot of swimming and scuba diving and uh, enjoying the, the water sports that I enjoyed. And the third ship was an aircraft carrier, the USS Kitty Hawk, CVA 63. Uh, boy, that was a joy to be on a ship that size. It was too large to go through the Panama Canal. So when we had to take it from the East Coast to the West, we had to go down to Cape Horn and come around the other side. And that gave me the opportunity to cross the equator twice. And uh, in the Navy, that makes you a golden shellback <laughs> for what that's worth. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> uh, let's see, where else can we go? 
Okay, so uh, then, and I think uh, fast forward, okay. you had a, uh, you had a, uh, you, you, you had a pretty interesting career in telecommunications. Yes, let me talk about that. Uh, my first company after coming out of the military was AT and T, uh, and that's where I, I got my chops. I learned the telecommunication trade, and I was with them for thirteen years. Uh, I left AT&T at some point to John Satellite Business Systems, SBS. My curiosity about uh, satellite telecommunications uh, was overwhelming. And uh, I just I just had to find out more about how they did that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, so, Al, one thing that I can tell for sure, just in this brief overview, is you've got curiosity for life, is, is that, and, you know, you you look at things from a positive perspective. You know, uh, I've talked to people that served on ships and it wasn't a joyous experience. It's like, <laughs> when can I get out of here? And uh, and I think attitude is everything. I, I really do. I would agree with you. I've been yeah. blessed. I've not had that problem. I've always been excited about new opportunities and, and engaging in uh, new things. Yeah. Uh, after uh, SBS, uh, SBS incidentally was partially owned by IBM. And at one time, I left SBS to go to IBM proper, uh, worked with IBM. IBM did a joint venture with Siemens. And uh, that led to me eventually having the option to choose uh, to stay with IBM or to go with Siemens. And uh, Siemens made me a great offer. So I went with Siemens. And uh, I later retired from Siemens and started my own consulting business, Al Lamb and Associates. And uh, I ran that company for 23 years. Wow. And uh, had great customers, including the federal government. Excellent. All right. This gives us a, a, a really good overview there of who you are. And we may reflect back on some of that. But now let's kind of fast forward to, I, I believe you're, you were living in Alexandria, Virginia, in the Kingston yes. area, in, yep. and, and in a townhouse, correct? Correct. Three levels. Yeah. Like all of these... DC area, we we have very few homes that have a first floor or master bedroom, and we're going to get to that. But yes. um, but uh, tell us a little bit about the 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 healthcare changes that occurred that kind of led you down this road of um, absolutely okay. More than happy to share that with you. Uh, around I was sixty eight years old at the time. It was twenty ten. We had this huge snowstorm, if you recall, Snowmageddon, it was nicknamed. And it dumped about three feet of snow in our neighborhood, and I think pretty much across the, uh, the Mid-Atlantic. And uh, the day after the snowstorm, I helped my neighbors, I joined the neighbors, as we normally did uh, as a group, we would shovel snow for the entire cul-de-sac. We would shovel everybody's driveway. And I did that for an hour and a half, and really enjoyed it and felt great about it. And uh, went home and had a hot cup of coffee and, 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 and went to bed. Uh, the next day uh, I was encouraged. I looked at my deck out back and uh, there was three feet of snow on it. And I was concerned about the damage the weight of the snow may do to the deck. So I decided to shovel the snow off the deck. Uh, I did again shovel snow for about an hour and a half. And uh, the third day, I could barely stand up straight. And I had muscle spasms and muscle cramps and pain in the back. And uh, I thought the solution would be just to, to back off, take it easy, give yourself a couple of days, and then go back to your normal routine. Uh, unfortunately, that was not the case. Uh, it got worse as time went on. And it got to a point where it was so debilitating that I could barely hold a cup of coffee. I couldn't uh, uh, prepare food at the kitchen sink longer than 15 minutes. I couldn't sit at my kitchen table at my laptop longer than 15 minutes. And this went on for nine months. I had day meds and night meds. I had day pain medication and muscle relaxants. I had night pain medication and muscle relaxants. And uh, it was concerning for me and concerning for the family. After about nine months and six doctors later, I got a brochure in the mail from uh, Innova, Mount Vernon, one of our healthcare chains in the Northern Virginia area. 
And in that brochure was a class, strength training for seniors. And I asked my then doctor, uh, when I get better, I'd like to take this class. He said, no, don't wait, sign up immediately. That's part of your problem. You need to strengthen your back. I was a little surprised at that because I'm wondering, when were you gonna tell me I need to strengthen my back? But in any case, I, the next day I reached out to the trainer. Her name was Christine Moore. I always consider Chris as the lady who gave me my life back. Uh, and she invited me to join them. I went and watched what they were doing. There were 15 ladies and one gentleman, and I could clearly see I could not do what they were doing. They were lifting three, four, five pound, eight pound dumbbells, and uh, I could barely hold a cup of coffee. So I said, Chris, I think I might consider coming back when I'm better. She said, no, you told me your doctor suggested that you start now. She said, I'll tell you what I would do. I'll start you with two pound dumbbells seated. I said, okay. She said, uh, what did you like doing most before you injured your back? I said, well, I would swim two or three times a week, half a mile at the Lee District pool. She said, give me two weeks. I'll have you back in the pool. That was quite an incentive. After having gone nine months, barely able to get up and down stairs more than once a day. So sure enough, I trained with Chris. The first week, the pain subsided. The second week, the pain was gone. The third week, I met with Chris at the pool, and she had me swim across 25 yards and uh, took a breath, 30 seconds, and swim back. She said, okay, you can swim. She said, I'll tell you what, do this twice a week, either Monday and Wednesday or Tuesday and Thursday. Swim two laps, get out of the pool, and every two weeks, add a lap. In about three to four months, I got back to a quarter of a mile. Uh, exercise for me has been a healing process more than one time, many times. Uh, let's see, where should I go from there? Well, well, I, I want to, uh, let me jump back before I forget. Absolutely. So um, you'd mentioned when this happened, you were, did you say you were, how old you were? 68. 68. So you qualified yes. for Medicare. Um, yes. Were, were, were you on Medicare health plan or? Um, I was. Okay. And, uh, and, and which one, just out of curiosity? Uh, actually, I've been with Kaiser Permanente um, more than 30 years. Okay, great, great. Okay. Yeah. And, and then um, the, uh, okay, so uh, Medicare and, and then. It was Medicare Plus was their plan. And so okay. I had Medicare and they filled in the donut hole that Medicare okay. didn't, didn't provide. Excellent. Okay. So you, you're, you basically go through, oh, now, and during that nine month period, did you ever need like I, the way you described it, like how were you getting around your house and getting to these appointments and stuff? Could you, you were able to drive, just not exercise or how? I was, that... able, I was able to drive. Uh, and fortunately I was only no more than two or three miles living in Kingstown. The nearest Kaiser facility was Springfield. And it was only a couple of miles from me. So I didn't have that far to drive. And I was able to basically drive myself but I, but I had the support of Alice and Lisa uh, whenever I needed it. And that played a big part in my, my recovery. Yeah, because I can imagine living in the townhouse with that kind of mobility issue. Yes. You probably, especially in the beginning of that nine-month period, you needed some help. I did. Okay. Yeah, actually, uh, Alice made the decision to, uh, to move me to my basement. And we bought... Uh, uh, the inflated bed and and a microwave and a, a basically another apartment in the basement for me. And fortunately, uh, uh, I was able to meet Chris Moore and start recovering and did not have to fully use that. Okay. So, but we were prepared for the worst. Well, and, and this is one thing that a lot of folks are dealing with is, is that you, you have this unexpected uh, injury yep. and because most of our living spaces are on the top or middle floor, it's sort of like you've got to, you got to get up and down those stairs and it just it doesn't work. So, like you're lucky that you had that basement, uh, quote unquote, apartment. A lot of people yes. have the hospital bed in their living room or dining room. And um, uh, so, so this is good news. Now, Steve, that, 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 that experience was the worst thing to happen to me, but it was also the best thing to happen to me because it did two things. It made me aware that uh, as I recovered, the importance of, of exercising, 
and, and, and living a healthy lifestyle. But it also made me aware that I needed to move while I was well enough to move to a senior environment where when I became uh, less able that I would have be in a facility of a, 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 a neighborhood where I would have the support that I need to live a senior lifestyle. I love it. And we're going to jump to that here in a moment. Okay. Uh, but, but before we do, uh, I, I've, I've built this up as mall walking helped change my life. So yes. when did, uh, and when and who introduced you going to the mall and doing the mall walking, when was that introduced to your plan? That was right at the time that I got engaged with uh, Chris Moore. Uh, at the same time, almost the same week that Chris uh, and I started training that two week period that got rid of the back pain, uh, my therapist at, at uh, Kaiser uh, told me, Mr. Lamb, uh, to help strengthen your back, I'd like you to go to the mall, walk five minutes, rest three minutes, do that three times. Do it same back to the Monday and Tuesday, Monday and Wednesday and Tuesday and Thursday. Do it either Monday and Wednesday or Tuesday and Thursday. Do that for two weeks and every two weeks, add another minute. Wow. And I got I got up to 15 minutes and I was I was charged after that. I said, wow, if I can do 15 minutes, I can do a half an hour. So I got to a half an hour and I said, well, if I can do a half an hour, I can do an hour. <laughs> and I ended up doing an hour. And uh, that eventually led, that was 2010, that eventually led to me joining and participating in the Senior Olympics in 2012. Wow. Um, I love the story. And uh, so one of the reasons that I wanted to spotlight you and the mall walking aspect of your recovery is, is that we hear a lot about shopping malls in the news now and how yes. they're ghost towns and people don't use shopping malls and things like that. And I think we've got a wonderful resource out there, folks. And Al, you're a great spokesperson for it. For it. Is, is that, especially like here to, in the Washington, D.C. area, it's going to be 100 degrees this week. Yes. What better place to get out and get some exercise than go to your local shopping mall and uh, get some laps in. And, um, and also, you, you know, I'm a, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but as opposed to going to the local high school track where you might be the only one walking around it, yeah. yes. uh, you're around other people. It's social, safe. Yeah. Social isolation. Yes, and you meet other people. And incidentally, uh, yesterday was uh, I walk. I walk every day. I did two point five miles yesterday. Uh, and, and people, you know, they 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 seem to expect to see me in the mall walking. If they don't see me, where have you been? <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, um, now, okay, you brought you opened the door about Senior Olympics, and I'm excited about yes. this. And so you basically went from not being able to do anything to yes. now, you know, you're walking for an hour and then you're sort of like, I'm going to try the senior Olympics out. Um, so tell us, tell us what, how'd you do that? Well, actually I, I, I started my exercise routine with Chris Moore, as I said, and we did that for about six months. And then I decided I was ready for more of a challenge and decided to join the gym. Well, just, just happened that Chris was also a trainer at the Lee District uh, Gym, Rec Center. And uh, she suggested that I should, should join it. And uh, she would train me there. And uh, she got me on machines and, and taught me how to do circuits and, and how to adjust the machines. And uh, after training with Chris, uh, I decided to go even further. And I looked for a trainer to uh, help me continue to build my body. And uh, I ran into a guy who was ex-CIA, ex-Marine uh, pilot, and uh, he was a trainer. And uh, I started training with him. And after about a year with him, he suggested, Al, uh, I think you're ready for the Senior Olympics. And of course, I said, nah, I don't think I'm ready for that. He said, yeah, you are. He said, I've got people that are half your age that can't do some of the things I have you doing. I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll give it a try. So I, I participated, the first year was 2012. And in 2015, I won my first medal. I won a uh, silver medal for the 5K walk. And uh, I didn't win another medal until 2021. And that year I won two. I won a bronze for the 800 meter 
and another silver for the 5K walk. And in a few months, uh, we'll have another competition. Uh, September, it starts September the 9th uh, at Christopher Columbus Community Center, a Saturday morning. Uh, I think it's Saturday the 9th at, uh, I believe at 8 p.m. 8 a.m., I'm sorry, 8 a.m. And uh, hopefully this year, I might get lucky and get the goal. <laughs> Who well, knows? <laughs> yeah, it, there, there is a little bit of luck involved, but Al, yeah. I will tell you that uh, in hearing your story, um, you're, you're very prepared at everything that you do. And uh, uh, folks, for the folks that are in Northern Virginia, I pulled up the... Um, uh the senior olympics the olympics yes that uh that al's gonna be participating in but then also if you're in if you're outside of the northern virginia area there is the uh national senior games association that spotlights all the different state games and so uh check that out if you're interested in uh joining al and um and making this part of your uh, your exercise and community building program. Um, let's see, we've got a question for they, you. They won't, they won't miss it. Uh, they won't regret it. It's, a, it's quite an experience. Yeah. Um, let's see, we got a question for you, Al. Yes. Uh, um, uh, did six doctors diagnose the pain and back spasms caused by the overexertions shoveling snow too long and that your back was not strong enough and spine and muscles were weakened and injured. Um, so I guess, I guess they're, they're, they just wanted to know a little bit more sure. about your diagnosis. Sure. Uh, at that time, I was exercising on a regular basis uh, uh, in the gym uh, three times a week, and I was swimming three times a week. So I, was in I thought I was in pretty good condition for a six to eight-year-old. Uh, I think I might have overdone it. But um, the doctors that I saw, my primary care doctor, chiropractor, uh, a bone specialist, uh, worst kinds of muscle specialists, the last doctor, the one who I asked about taking the training with Chris was a physiatrist. I, I've never heard of a physiatrist. A physiatrist is a doctor that specializes in muscle tissue, uh, ligaments, bone, and their primary, uh, my understanding is that primary patients babies and athletes and uh no one could 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 limit or diagnose the cause of the problem uh we tried different muscle relaxants we tried uh different things and uh only exercise uh brought me through that uh, it was a mystery to us all wow okay great and then the um uh and i drop in a link in about physiatry there but the yeah. um uh and and the physiatrist was that through the uh, Kaiser Permanente Health? Yes, it was. And, and okay. he too was. And he too was an amateur athlete. Oh, so we had a lot in common, and uh, and it was puzzling to him that he couldn't figure it out. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, um, okay, we've we've got that. Now, what I want to talk about, and you, you yes, you brought it up a little bit, is is that you're living in this three story townhouse. Yes, you're, you realize that no matter how fit you are, there's still this chance that you might need assistance. And um, you got your blow up couch on the first floor. And that's not necessarily how you want to live a purposeful life. Yes. So you started doing some research on yes. uh, where, where could I make a move to? Yes. And, uh, how, how did you go about that? And, and uh, you're, I, you're in an active adult community in yes, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yes. But yes. did you did you look at a lot of places? How did you find? I that? did. I did. Okay. I, I looked at a lot of places. Uh, I looked as far south as Spotsylvania, because Spotsylvania is a well known uh, seniors community. They have multiple uh, home builders there. Uh, I can't think of of them by name right now, but Heritage was one of the one of the uh, neighborhoods. Um, and there were like three or four right together. And I almost bought there. But a friend of mine who had a friend whose dad lived here in, uh, in uh, our community, um, Four Seasons Historic Virginia, 
uh, and he said, Al, you should, you should consider there. They have a lot of the facilities that you like. They have a pool, indoor and out, and uh, they have a gym. And uh, it sounds like it might be your kind of place. So sure enough, I came and, and, and I, I interviewed with people here and uh, saw the facility and saw the community and I fell in love with it. And I started to look in it. It took me probably not quite a year, but maybe nine months to, uh, to find the right property. I looked at several before I actually put a contract on the house and actually bought it. Now, you said something there that I, I want to jump on is, is that you you said you talk to people. Now, I know I when everybody goes to, no matter what community you go to, you got the marketing people that you're talking to. Yes. Did you, did, but I have a funny feeling that the people you talked to were people that were living there. Is that correct? I did both. I did both. I talked to the marketing people and compared Del Webb was one of the communities that I looked at. Down in, in Spotsylvania, Heritage was one. There was a third, I can't remember. Uh, but here, uh, after being referred, I talked to the people at the gym. I talked to the people that I would walk the trails and see on the trails. And of course, I talked to the people at the office. And uh, I, again, I fell in love with it and I knew this, this would be home for me. And, and when I've, been, you... I've been here seven years now. And okay, I seven years. Okay. Seven years. Now, now, out of curiosity, so you were looking at the active adult community. Did you investigate any life plan communities or communities that have like the assisted living and nursing along with the independent? Did you research any of those as an option? I did not. Okay. I didn't think at that point that uh, that was where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. uh, I, wa I wanted to be in a community where there were other people who were active like I am. And I thought would help motivate me and uh, remind me I need to be out there. Awesome. Okay. It was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. And, and you love it there. Okay. So, so then um, uh, now just uh, something that we talk an awful lot about is uh, moving and downsizing. Yes. Was the, uh, did, I mean, you lived in a townhouse and I know some of the homes in these active adult communities can be pretty large. But yes. did you have much downsizing, and what was that process like for you? Surprisingly, it, it was. I didn't downsize actually. <clears throat> okay. Actually, uh, I think the home I'm in now maybe a little larger than the home I was in, the townhouse. Uh, but it's a different style home. Uh, it has a master suite on the first level. Uh, I'm a book person, and I had hundreds of books. I gave away hundreds of books in my transition. Uh, but I also kept hundreds. And so I needed a, a space for my books. Uh, I love music. I also had music to bring with me. So I had things <clears throat> that I enjoy. And to keep my lifestyle, I need a space uh, that would uh, support that. I, I, I love it. Okay. So now, uh, man, what a, what a great story. And you know, <laughs> a re real inspiration. And, and Thank you. Thank you for and, saying this, Steve. And, and I, I think, well, there's a couple of things is, is that one of the reasons that you agreed to do this is, is that you really want to help other people and let them know that, you know, no matter how bad it is, they yes. don't need to give up. And nope. he, like, I think you've, you sort of, well, you had a team of people that I did. got you going, but let's talk got, about that move. Yeah, I, I think if it were not for Alice and Lisa, I may be in Springfield and <laughs> in, in, in uh, Kingstown because yeah. I, I couldn't pack and and, and uh, uh, make that transition by myself. Uh, they were there for me. We brought in other people. I hired other people to do packing, but but the coordination and and uh, managing that process was primarily Alice and Lisa. Primarily Alice. Uh, she's she's been a great support person for me, and uh, we're a family. I, I love it, and and this this is another topic that we that's very popular on our platform is talking about uh, solo aging. And yes. like Al, I mean, you like most people wouldn't look at you as a solo ager. Yeah, you've got kids, but your kids are all over the all over the country, nation. <laughs> and you know. What I love is what what I've been calling lately is 
it's building your personal village and yeah. like Alice and Lisa are important yeah. parts of your personal village and uh, they've helped you and you've helped them. Yes. Uh, now, let me ask you something. Live yes. in a community like Four Seasons Historic Virginia. Have you made some friendships there? And do you feel like there's a, it, it's, there's a supportive community environment there in, in that community? Very much so, absolutely. Uh, matter of fact, I think my neighbors, the ones that I've met and enjoyed their company, feel like the way I do, they, they, they embrace when someone new comes into the community, we all embrace them. We offer help for them, anything we can do to help them, help them make the adaptation, being in a new area that they may not be familiar with. Uh, one of my neighbors uh, uh, directly across the street from me uh, recently moved here a couple of years ago from uh, California, San Diego to be actually. He owned a couple of restaurants there and uh, he moved here because I think his mother-in-law was ill and uh, um, I knew that he was kind of a fish out of water, that he didn't know the East Coast. So I, I befriended him and, and, and told him of different events and things that I knew were taking place uh, related to restaurant owning and food and, and that sort of thing. And uh, it worked well for him. Awesome. And uh, we, we, we're best, best of neighbors, best of friends. Uh, man, I love it. All right. So now... We got the Senior Olympics coming up in uh, less than a month, basically. A little over a month. September (laughs) And uh, so what events are you going for this this year? What are the... This year, I plan to do the 60-meter dash. Uh, That's a jog. That's a run. Uh, The 800-meter walk. The uh, 5K walk. And uh, rowing. Rowing. uh, The indoor rowing rowing machine. Indoor row, yes. Okay. Great. Uh, in the past, I've had a pretty good time here. We'll see. <laughs> incidentally, incidentally, in 2021, the year that I won the two medals uh, in a 5K race, the gentleman that finished two and a half minutes behind me was 92. Oh, wow. And I knew that because Alice was seated, with his, seated beside his son, who was feminist. And she said, he almost had you. I said, who? That guy right there, she says. He's 92. I said, how do you know that? She said, because his son had recorded this and he told me. So I wasn't still sure, but he had the same color band I had. And that kind of confused me. So I asked one of the staff members, is that gentleman 92? He said, yeah, he is. I said, well, why is he still wearing the same color band I'm wearing? He said, we didn't go any further than 85. (laughs) (laughs) Man, well, I, yeah, this is great. Now, it's an event to see. Yeah. How, how old are you right now? I'm 81, I'll be 82 in October. Okay, excellent. So I'm in the 80 to 84 range for this year's race. Okay, great. And then um, it's okay, you you want to help other people through um, their challenges and, yes. and coaching. So it's okay if I share your um, email address with-, with Absolutely, them? yes. Okay. Okay, so folks, I'm putting Al's email address into a uh, chat there and um, feel free to reach out to him or share it with somebody that you think uh, might it might be useful to to tap into uh, to Al's uh, knowledge and and inspiration. And uh, man, this and is Steve, I, I have a website that's that's um, being developed. Okay, uh, hopefully in a day now. Soon it will be uh, be up and published. And when it when it is, I'll make sure that you know it and you can share it with your audience. Oh, and I'll put that on the recording link, so which will be okay. up uh, later this afternoon. Well, um, Al, this has yes. been awesome. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Is, is there anything that we have uh, uh, not touched on that you wanted to 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 share with us today? There is one thing I would like to say. Okay, uh, because people see me today and, and they, they know about my, my uh, having won a few medals and I've been interviewed on TV and uh, on WETA, PBS, as you well know. Uh, that's where Al is today. But what I'd like to emphasize is where I started, that the minimalism of starting with walking five minutes or three minutes or two or whatever you can do, start where you are. You got to start somewhere. 
Start where you are, and every two weeks, add a little bit more. I, I, I love it. Um, and I'm going to make sure to share the, um, the WETA recording. You also had a, um, uh, an article, I think, in the Prince William Times that I'm going to make sure to, to share. And uh, we're I, I'm really motivated to uh, um, follow the uh the Virginia <laughs> Senior Olympics this year. It's uh and um and and if it, well regardless, you always have an open door to come here and and chat with us. But uh but I tell you what, if uh if we get the gold this this year, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come back and, <laughs> and show that off at the beginning of one of our discussions. I will. Um, and I'm sure I'll have some interesting tales to tell because there always are at these yeah. events. <laughs> um, There's 76 uh, events, incidentally, Steve. Oh wow! It's, it lasts two weeks. Man, it's a two-week event, and it uh, there are 76 events planned, and they're not all in the uh, Alexandria Arlington area. They're all over uh, uh, Prince William County, uh, Alexandria Arlington, Falls Church, the whole Northern Virginia complex. I love it. Um, actually, I knew this was going to happen. Another question came in. Knee, knee replacement Good. surgery. They say yes. the rehab is painful, long, and difficult. Um, did uh, what was your sort of take on your knee replacement? I, I will have to again uh, introduce Alice and Lisa because they came here the first two weeks and stayed with me. If not, I think the first month actually, to be honest. It, it will be three years. It was three years this past August. This August it will be four years. Uh, it, the most important part of knee replacement that I was told by my doctor is the first two weeks. It is critical that you do everything that your healthcare provider, the, the therapist, and your doctor tell you to do because that's when scar tissue is formed. And one of the most challenging things was for me is that I was told every four to five minutes, get up and walk for three minutes. I had to do that for uh, the first two weeks. Uh, didn't matter. Now, because Alice and Lisa were here, uh, I had a little timer on my watch stand and that little alarm would go off. And if I didn't move fast enough, I get a look. What were you waiting for? <laughs> it's four to five minutes, time to get up. <laughs> and, and, and as a result, the doctor, uh, when he uh, evaluated me later, there was no scar tissue to speak of, and uh, everything was exactly where he had put it. And I, I had a family member who had surgery within weeks of me having mine, who was much younger, who had a lot of problems with scar tissue and other things. Uh, and I think because being younger, might have thought, okay, I don't need to do as much of this stuff. But 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 the, the following the doctor's in, instructions in your healthcare provider's instructions is critical. Uh, but uh, I, I can walk for three miles. Uh, I even jog. Doctor doesn't like me to jog, so I don't do much of that. But I can do the 60K dash. I mean, 60, uh, yeah, a 60 meter dash, I'm sorry. The 60 meter dash. Um, well, a couple of things, and, and yes. another question too. But you know, one of the things that I see and hear a lot of is, that folks who have, whether it be knee or hip replacement or what have you, oftentimes they're in the hospital and the doctor will say, look, you can uh, go to a nursing and uh, rehab center, yes, get your rehab, or you could go home and get your rehab. And uh, oftentimes what they say is, is like, look, I know you don't want to go to the nursing and rehab center, but um, unless you're disciplined and unless yes. you yeah. are going to be motivated, be very careful about doing this at home because you absolutely be, because at the at the rehab centers they're going to get you up and they're going to tell you yeah. and and again your care to your your uh, is it Lisa and my Lisa and Alice my adopted family yes. yeah Lisa and Alice um, you know they they sort of helped you stay motivated. just just yeah. with a look. It's with a smile, so, it's with a look. So this I, I, would, I, I would like to emphasize what you just said, Steve. To be 
probably at your worst because you're going to be in pain and you're going to be feeling badly. So if you're not self-disciplined, that's that's when you're going to know it the most. You really you really need to you need need that support of the uh, of a facility if if you know that you're not. Yeah, yeah, it's hard enough to exercise when we're feeling good. That's correct. Now. I mean, that's yeah, right. so, but um, okay. Another question. Yes, uh, sir. Was having the knee replacement surgery um was was that a hard, difficult decision to make? Because I think, I, I, again, like this this attendee is sort of. I hear a lot of people that they're nervous about having it and they they put it off. But did you? Did you sort of go through any of that emotion in terms of how? I did. I did. I think we all do. No one likes going under the knife. And I put it off until uh, my knee began to bend. I believe it was inward. And uh, I knew then it wasn't going to get any better by itself. Uh, I mean, I think, I think we go as long as we can. We either go because of the pain or we see the worsening of the condition. But there's a trigger that make us know the time is now. Yeah. And um, uh, fortunately, the doctor said, yes, I can correct that. Um, and I made the decision to go. Surprisingly, it's a slow healing process, but it's, but it's very deliberate. And then I mean that the difference between what I could do the first day of surgery, incidentally, they started physical therapy the first day. The only reason they didn't get me on the steps the first day is because the therapist that did that wasn't there. But the next day after breakfast, he was, and I was on steps. Uh, but every two weeks, I could see a significant improvement. I started walking uh, around the house with a walker every four to five minutes the first two weeks. And in maybe three to four weeks, I was using the walker outside in front of my home. And in another two weeks, I was probably walking from my home to the end of the cul-de-sac. In two more weeks, I was walking from my home from the corner to the end of the cul-de-sac. I was measuring things in that two-week interval, and I saw a constant progression of improvement. Uh, you began to hear well, and, and you're glad that you did it. Um, I, I participated in the Northern Virginia Senior Olympics <clears throat> in 2021. I had the surgery in 2018. Uh, you're not considered healed for three years, but I did the competition after two years. The doctor said, uh, everything is where I put it and you can compete as long as you don't do anything stupid. And, and you know, Al, I, I, you keep on throwing out these nuggets that I regularly have conversations with uh, individuals and families, but that's using a walker, okay? Like yes. none of us want to use a walker. Yes. None of us want any of this stuff. But, but how did you like, but you're, you're in your neighborhood using your walker in front yes, of all these folks. Yes, that's I know correct. a lot of folks who would never, they don't want to be seen using their walker and <clears throat> it scares the family. It scares me because they could have a fall and it could be yeah. worse. But uh, how did you get over the stigma of using a walker as part of your rehab? Well, you know, I didn't think about it as a stigma. I only thought about how soon will I be able to walk without the walker? Yeah. <laughs> how soon will I be able to graduate to a cane? Mm -hmm. And uh, I started uh, after surgery with the uh, uh, the things under your arms. What do you call them? You know, uh, I can't think of the name now. But then I graduated to the walker. Uh, I actually wore the pads on my walker out and had to get them replaced. I love it. After two weeks. <laughs> so I, I, I was moving at a pretty good clip. And my neighbors kind of enjoyed seeing that. <laughs> I think they were kind of entertained and motivated by it. But um, uh, the walker can be your best friend. It, it doesn't have to be a handicap. You don't have, you, you, you go as fast as you can comfortably go. You use, use it as a tool. Don't think of it as a, uh, a stigma. Yeah. And, and, and again, folks, I mean, I love this because a lot of this is, yeah, it's really easy to look at these left hooks that life throws us as, oh, yeah. geez, and, you know, as decline or, you know, I can't believe that, 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 that this is happening. But, you know, Al, you said a few things is, is that 
that walker was a piece of exercise equipment for you that is getting yes. you to the next level. And um, it, exactly. it was a step for me to get to the next level as the cane was and on and on to do what you want to do. Look, look toward the future, not where you are, where you want to be. Yeah. So the, um, uh, so yeah, we've got somebody, you, you've got somebody in your fan club here. <laughs> She's sort of like, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> bone on bone, no cushion, no natural cushion remaining in the knees. That's so much pain. And yep. uh, wow, uh, knee surgery doctor says you're not completely healed for three long years. I That's didn't know right. that. And, um, and uh, you know, uh, and she brings up the term acquired disability. And I think it's, it's something that we all need to remember is, is that none of us have a crystal ball. And, no. and Al, you were, you know, in, in your uh, 60s or yes. what, you were in your 60s when this yeah, happened. But as you said, you have, people have these things that happen to them when they're younger and when they're older. It has nothing yes. to do with age, but it's sort of looking at the world through a positive uh, set of glasses and uh, set some goals. Uh, I, it, the thing that I like about what you've told us is whether it be getting back in the swimming pool or, or getting healthy or with your Walking walker again. in the neighborhood, yeah. you, can you can set up your goals so that you get these small victories yes. that keep you going. And in, um, in, in small incremental changes is what will make you stronger and healthier and fit again. Mm -hmm. You start where you are and you build on that. Man, I love it. All right, yeah. folks. Well, I'll get this recording up shortly. I'll get, <laughs> Thanks, I'll get Al's uh, contact info and uh, can't wait to hear your results at Senior Olympics. And you know what? I mean, and I think you've got this attitude. I, I know you want a gold medal and I, and I want to see you get one. But yes. man, the real victory is you you couldn't really walk, you know, and now <laughs> you're, you're all charged up and excited about oh, the senior Olympics and you're putting yourself out there to help other folks. That's a gold medal in my book. And Steve, the day after the senior Olympics, my events, I'll be focusing on next year. I'll be, <laughs> I'll get out and start training again, focusing on next year and things like we talked about the, the, uh, the Walker, the crutches, the cane, they're, I consider them barnacles of life. Mm -hmm. they, they, they just come with the territory. Yep. They're not there as barriers to prevent me from reaching my goals. I just got to figure out how to get around. Yep. And, and actually, it wouldn't surprise me if there is somebody in competing in some of the senior Olympic events and utilizing a cane or a walker. Oh, absolutely. Um, you're absolutely. still crossing the finish line, you know? That's right. As long as you get where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right. We'll see y'all. It's a joy uh, to be with you, sir. You, you and too. And I look forward to the next time. Thanks so much.